0: A strong credit score is your ticket to independence and opportunity. In the previous episode, we tackled the different scoring models, discussed the three credit bureaus, and ways to protect your credit score. But what makes up that mysterious three-digit number, and how can you boost it? Today we're answering both those questions and more. Let's do this. This is your Money on Easy Mode with Damien from the PSA. My name's Damian, and I spread financial knowledge that puts your money on easy mode. I'm that weird friend of yours who obsesses over credit card sign-up bonuses, high-yield savings account interest rates, and index fund expense ratios. In today's episode, we'll see once again that Americans love money. Then we'll learn what makes up your credit score, how to boost it, and how to grow it if you don't have credit yet. And finally, we'll uncover one mental trap that we fall into when making big purchases. Here we go. And now for some headlines. A new study from the journal Nature, side note, I didn't know they did studies. This study confirms what we already knew about Americans, that we love money. But really, on a serious note, the psychology and the organizational health types have been studying this question for decades. What motivates people more, internal or external incentives? Internal meaning feelings of accomplishment, being part of something larger than yourself, etc., and external meaning money, power, and recognition. Well, a recent study published by Nature Human Behavior adds one to the external side by examining how monetary rewards are more motivating than psychological praise when it comes to behavioral changes. Let's read from the abstract. Motivating effortful behavior is a problem that employers, governments, and nonprofits face globally. However, most studies on motivation are done in Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic, in parentheses, weird, cultures. We compared how hard people in six countries worked in response to monetary incentives versus psychological motivators, such as competing with or helping others the advantage money had over psychological interventions was larger in the United States and the United Kingdom than in China, India, Mexico, and South Africa. So they compared how money motivated people in weird cultures, the United Kingdom and the United States, compared to cultures that were more collectivist, such as China, India, Mexico, and South Africa. What they found is that in the US and the UK, money is a way stronger motivator for effort than in those non-weird countries. In fact, paying people extra cash in the Western cultures led them to work over 50% harder than using psychological tricks like competition or donating money to charity. But in those other countries, generally looked at as poorer countries, social motivators worked just as well as cold hard cash, or even better. And this effect was seen in promoting exercise, studying, survey taking, and many other areas. It's a really fascinating study with a lot more insights into what really drives human behaviors across different cultures. So go check it out. Let's get to the main story. As a recap of the previous episode, we learned what a credit score is, the two main scoring models being FICO and Vantage Score. We discussed the three different bureaus that keep track of your credit report, those being Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and we discussed the best way to protect your credit by freezing it. Today, we're gonna to dig deeper with actionable tips by exploring what factors actually make up your credit score, how to increase that score, how to start from scratch, and finally, we will bust some common credit myths. Let's get going. All right, let's talk about the five factors that make up that three-digit credit score. These five factors have different weights, meaning how important they are to your overall score. And we'll start with the highest and the most important. That is your payment history. Of course, your payment history makes up 35% of your overall credit score. Meaning every time you make or miss a payment, it gets reported. Missing or late payments can tank your credit score. So the number one factor that makes up over a third of your credit score is your payment history. The second most important factor, which makes up 30% is called credit utilization. Credit utilization means how much of your available credit you're using. If you max out your cards, that hurts your score, whereas keeping your balances low helps. Those are the two biggest factors, which make up nearly two thirds of your credit score. The final three are a lot less important. The third is your credit history age, which makes up 15% of your score. Your score considers the age of your oldest account, your newest account, and the average of your account's age. Older is better. So if you avoid closing old accounts and let the length of history build over time, that will have a positive impact on your credit history factor. The fourth factor that makes up 10% of your credit score is credit mix. This means having more types of credit, such as loans, mortgages, credit cards, increases your credit score. But being only 10% of your score, I don't recommend opening new accounts just to try to impact this factor. Personally, I've only ever had mortgages and credit cards in my mix, and I still have an excellent credit score. Finally, factor five that makes up your credit score coming in at 10%, and that is new inquiries in the recent past. Too many inquiries, meaning potential creditors checking your credit. In a short amount of time, that hurts your credit score, but it's really only a temporary ding. Not a big deal. So to recap, the five factors are in descending order of importance, payment history, credit utilization, credit history, age, credit mix, and new inquiries. Knowing those five factors. Now let's talk about how to boost your credit score. This is the most actionable, important part of this episode. And it's no surprise that the best way to boost your credit score is by having an impact on those factors that make up the largest part of your score, meaning payment history and credit utilization. My number one tip to boost your score, and this is no big surprise, is to pay your bills on time, every time. Payment history makes up more than a third of your score. The easiest way to make sure that you're paying on time is to set up auto pay, for your full balance each month. If you make a late payment, ask for forgiveness. Next up, let's talk about how to boost your score, focusing on credit utilization. Most experts say you should keep your credit utilization, meaning your balances on your cards, under 30%. Now 30% is an industry recommendation. My recommendation is to keep your credit utilization close to zero, meaning that you pay your bills off in full Every month on time. This leaves you with a utilization score of zero, which will have a tremendous positive impact on your credit score. One other tip to improve your credit utilization is to ask for credit limit increases. You could do this about every six months. If your creditor sees that you have good payment history and have been responsible with your credit cards, there's a good chance they'll increase your credit limit. Increasing your credit limit automatically decreases your credit utilization. Okay, another tip to help you boost your credit is if you need to apply for multiple cards or lines of credit, do it on the same day. Now this may be an urban legend, I haven't proven it myself, but a lot of people say that if you apply for multiple cards on the same day, it will reflect on your credit report as a single credit inquiry rather than multiple inquiries. And as I said before, each inquiry will ding or lower your credit score temporarily. Another tip to boost your credit score, which has to do with the factor of credit age, is to keep your old credit cards open. I still have the first credit card that I ever opened. I don't use it because I have other cards that have a lot better perks to them, but I keep it open in order to increase the age of my credit. Finally, my last tip to boost your credit score is to check your credit report. We talked about this in the previous episode. And make sure that you dispute anything that's inaccurate. You want to get any errors cleaned up from your credit report so that your credit score increases. So there you go. Those are my top tips to boost your credit score, which are based around the five factors of your credit. So all those tips are great if you already have credit and you want to increase it. What if you don't have a credit score yet? You haven't ever opened any lines of credit. I've got two tips for you. The first one is to open what's known as a secured credit card. You can open these up with a bank. They require a security deposit, which serves as your spending limit and your collateral meaning that you put a chunk of money down into the account, you can spend against that amount, and if you don't pay your bills, then the bank will just use that collateral or that deposit in order to pay your debts. After you use a secured card responsibly for about six months, you should have built up enough credit in order to apply for a normal unsecured credit card. Another way to go from no credit to good credit is to get added as an authorized user on someone else's credit account. Their good credit will reflect on your credit report. Now, this is a potentially dangerous and advanced tactic. You need to make sure that you have a good relationship with the person who is allowing you to be an authorized user and you wanna make sure that they actually have a good credit score and that they're going to maintain that good credit. Now whenever I talk about credit, there are always a couple of myths or misconceptions that pop up, and I want to bust those right here, right now. The first myth is that checking your credit score impacts it. This is not true at all. Whenever you check your own credit score, it has no impact on that score. This myth might have come about because when potential creditors check your credit, what is known as an inquiry, that does impact your credit, but only temporarily. There are differences between what are called soft pulls and hard pulls, and these pulls can impact your credit score, but it's usually only by a few points, and it's usually temporary. In addition, many creditors nowadays are able to let you know if you'd be approved for their credit card without performing an inquiry against your credit score. So this is an old myth that needs to die. Checking your credit score does not impact that score. Myth number two, and this one is everywhere, is that you need to carry a balance in order to have a good score. This could not be further from the truth. This is the type of advice that just tries to keep people in debt. I personally have never carried a balance on a credit card or another line of credit besides my mortgage, and I have an excellent credit score. Whew, we covered a lot of ground there. We talked about the five factors that make up your credit score. I gave you actionable, true advice on how to boost that credit score. We talked about two ways to quickly go from no credit to good credit, and then we busted some credit myths. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Let's check in on the PSA around the web. I recently released a video on Instagram discussing the mental trap that we get caught in when going to make big purchases. Let's listen in. So what would you like your monthly payment to be? No, stop, stop everything right there. That is the wrong question to ask. Have You ever been asked by a car dealer? So what would you like your monthly payments to be? They're hoping for you to give a lower number so that they can stretch out the lifetime of your loan. Please stop focusing on the monthly payment and take a look at the total lifetime cost of whatever it is that you're financing. Now I know doing math isn't fun. That's why I don't do math. I find calculators online that can do the math for me. Let's just run through an example here. Let's say you wanna take out a $20,000 loan for five years with an interest rate of 10%. That gives you a monthly payment of $450 and a lifetime payment of $25,500. Now let's take that same loan and reduce it from five years down to two years. Your monthly payment is going to increase quite a bit to $950, but the total that you'll pay is $22,800, which is $2,700 less than the five-year loan. Moral of the story, don't pay attention to monthly payments. Pay attention to the It's true. I hate doing math. That's why I love calculators. It seems like everywhere we go nowadays, it's all about subscriptions and the monthly cost. So please don't get lost in the minutia of monthly payments. Make sure that you take a step back, look at the big picture of your total overall cost. If you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, my username is thepsadamian on both platforms. Thank you for tuning into episode two of Your Money on Easy Mode. This was the second and final part of our primer on credit scores. We rediscovered that Americans love money more than other cultures, and we discussed how to avoid the trap of only looking at monthly payments. Your homework is to use one tip from today's episode to boost your credit score. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it on whatever app you're using to listen and tell a friend about it. See ya! Thanks for listening to Your Money on Easy Mode. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe and share it with a friend.